Okay, our scripture, which is a famous one, uh, is Philippians 4, 10 through 13. That can be found in the back of your bulletin or on the screen. This is Paul, who's writing this from a jail in the city of Philippi, by the way. Paul says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The word of the Lord. Well, I was on the television uh, recently looking at uh, trying to find a movie. Uh, you know, uh, the drill as you get on, and there's a million choices of entertainment so much that your, your brain basically fries. You spend 45 minutes, and you end up going to bed and watching nothing. But uh, it was uh, fascinating to me as I looked at different movies available, how much were on superheroes. It seems like every other movie that comes out now is about superheroes, right? And uh, I saw this one, uh, I forget, maybe it was on Netflix, Superman versus Batman. By the way, is that even relatively a fair fight, right? <laughs> Superman versus Batman. Batman. Superman has super everything. Batman has a utility belt. Uh, who's going to win that one, right? We all love Superman because he is indestructible. By the way, have you ever played who's your favorite superhero? Who would you want to be? Nobody mentions Aquaman, by the way. No one, no one you know, control the dolphin, you know, how exciting. No, we all want to be Superman or Spider-Man because they're indestructible. You can throw anything at them and they keep coming back. And I think the reason why we like these superhero movies is because we realize that we are not indestructible. Uh, we recognize that we are weak, that uh, in various situations that we cower, that we cave, that we hide, that we punt, we're not indestructible. And yet as we read Paul, who is celebrating in a Roman jail, we see that there is an indestructibility about Paul, that he is not a victim of his circumstances, but rather he seems to have found victory over his circumstances. He's found a peace within them. As Paul makes this statement, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Paul had a peace. He had a confidence. He had resources, secret resources. What if we could live that way? What if we could face our circumstances with an indestructibility, with a contentment, with a peace? What is Paul's secret? It is contentment. He lives a content life. And when you live an, a content life, you live an indestructible life. So we're going to look at Paul's life, and we're going to examine three things. Number one, what is this indestructible life that Paul lived? Number two, what is the secret of having an indestructible life? And finally, how do we live the indestructible life? Because Christ has demonstrated his power over life, he can demonstrate his power over our circumstances. So let us trust in him. Let's examine point number one. What is the indestructible life? Paul is writing to the Philippians from a Roman jail. He's saying, I rejoice in the Lord greatly, verse 10, that now at length you have received, revive your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. 
Paul is in prison. He's not in prison in Philippi. I said Philippi, but he's writing. Uh, he's, in a, he's in a Roman jail somewhere, and he's writing in prison. And, you know, something about prison back then, it wasn't that they cared for all of your needs in prison. If nobody brought you anything, clothes and food and, and things, you would, you would die in a Roman prison. It was, it was people from the outside helping you with your needs. And yet we see here, for a while, no one has come to Paul. No one has come to meet his needs. He's been sitting in this Roman jail alone. And finally, Epaphroditus from the church of Philippi comes to help meet his needs. But he's been sitting for a while, and Paul has physical needs just like us, emotional needs, spiritual needs. He had to be lonely in that jail and wondering if anyone was going to come and help him. And yet Paul said, yet Paul is okay. Paul is okay in this jail, for he says in verse 11, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Paul is content in this Roman jail. Indeed, he has learned in whatever situation to be content. This word content, the Greek word is arche, arches, which means contained. It means sufficient. Paul has learned in whatever situation to be contained, to be sufficient. We see this word arches in several other places. 1 Timothy 6.8, which was the scripture reading we have. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be contained, we will be content. But Paul uses a slightly different word here in this passage. I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. It's actually auto-arches, which means self contained. I've learned in whatever situation to be self-contained. Everything Paul has is on the inside. It's not on the outside. Everything Paul needs is on the inside, not on the outside. Now, when we think of this concept of self-contained, we may think of stoicism, or, or you remember Dr. Spock, you know, from Star Trek. Not, not the uh, other guy, Dr. Spock. But uh, was Spock a doctor in Star Trek? No, I don't think he was. No, I don't think he was. But I digress, don't I? Of, of being steady, of being, uh, you know, whatever happens to me, I'm unflappable. There was this philosophy that uh, still is around today called Stoicism, which is basically that I am contained in myself, that, that I don't need any help from anyone. I am a rock. I am an island. We uh, remember the Marlboro man, if you remember, you know, from, he's a contained guy. He doesn't need anyone else. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is not saying that he's stuffing and withdrawing and ignoring his, his feelings. He has a radical dependence on Jesus Christ. Within Paul, he's self-contained. Within Paul is the one who made the universe. Christ is with him. And he's saying, within Christ are all of the resources that I need. I have learned that within myself there is Christ. And because I have Christ, I have everything I need. Notice he says he's learned. And this verb means by experience. Paul did not know this starting out in his Christian life. It's circumstances that have been his teacher to ultimately show him that what he has in him is enough for any situation. Notice it says, for whatever situation, and Paul has been in a host of situations. 
He's been hungry. He's been cold. He was uh, beaten with rods. He's been five times he's been whipped. He spent a day on the open sea. So Paul is saying the truth when he says, I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. Paul has had it all. He's had nothing and he's had it all. And he's learned through experience to be content in whatever situation. See, Paul has discovered that the situation does not bring contentment. That's a foreign concept here in the United States, isn't it? We believe that our contentment is tied to the situation. Whatever the situation is, that's what brings contentment. But Paul is saying that the situation does not bring contentment because contentment is not out there. Contentment is in here. And so Paul now regards his life not as a series of accidents, but a series of appointments. God is guiding him and teaching him to be content and at peace because Christ is with him, even when there's no one around him to care for him. See, my friends, deprivation is part of discipleship. How would we learn this unless God teaches us through deprivation that he is enough? And Paul has learned the sovereignty of God, and he has learned the sufficiency of God through difficult circumstances. He has everything that he needs for whatever lies in front of him. One of my favorite shows growing up was the show MacGyver. Remember MacGyver? Handsome fellow with the, uh, with the mullet in the back. Uh, MacGyver was amazing because MacGyver could do anything with whatever was before him, right? All he needed was a paper clip or a, a cigarette and matches or you name it. Paul, could, um, excuse me, MacGyver could do anything with, uh, with what he had before him. And I remember there was this one episode where, where uh, he's going into a very difficult situation and he has a knapsack. And one of the people says to him, you don't, you don't have, you know, what, what could you possibly take that's going to help you get through this situation? And MacGyver said, my knapsack is empty. It's for carrying what I find along the way. See, that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, in whatever situation I am in, I know that Christ is with me. And he will provide the resources. And so I have learned to be self-contained, not that we don't need help from other people because that's how God gives us resources, right? He works through people. He works in situations. But Paul has learned that all the resources he needs are within Christ. And these resources give him strength to deal with whatever situation. If you are a Christian, the ultimate resource lies within you. His name is Jesus Christ. So contentment is not earned. It's learned. How do you respond in times of need? Your friends have deserted you. Are you frantic, losing it? Are you stoic, stuffing it? Are you dependent on Jesus Christ, recognizing that every situation is a divine appointment? See, we must reassign our needs 
not to the external situation, but to the internal God who is with us. Not to my strength, but to God's. We must wait patiently for him. We must respond in obedience to his word. And we can rest with the confidence that God is sufficient in any and every circumstance. Because Christ has demonstrated his power over life, he can demonstrate his power over our circumstances. This brings me to my second point, the secret of an indestructible life. Paul says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Notice, in any and every circumstance. Well, Paul, have you been through any and every circumstance? No, but he's been through enough to discover this universal truth. I have learned the secret. The Greek actually translates that he has been initiated into a secret knowledge. He has learned the secret. In other words, this is hidden. It's not something that's easily found. Not all Christians obtain it. Paul has reached a maturity through deprivation and through hardship, whether facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul has learned to wrap all of his circumstances around Jesus Christ. Notice he says, I can do. Not I might do. Not I should do. Not maybe. But I can do all things. Well, what things is Paul referring to? Can he leap off a tall building? Can he stop a raging locomotive? No, Paul is referring to the circumstances that are before him. Whatever Paul is facing. Think about that statement. I can do all things. I can face all circumstances. Think of some of the circumstances that Christians face around the world. If you're a Syrian Christian right now, and the persecution that you're experiencing, knowing that this Sunday may be your last one, can I face that fear and still continue to worship Christ? Paul says yes. Maybe you're facing a medical challenge. Maybe it's the dreaded C word, cancer. Seems like you can't fight it. It's stage whatever. Can I face that? Yes, you can. What about desertion by a spouse? What about childhood abuse and all the terrible things that happen to people? Paul is saying, I can face these things through him who strengthens me. Notice how he is able to face them. It's through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ. The path goes through Jesus Christ. We are not supposed to live self-sufficient lives. We are supposed to live God-sufficient lives. The reason that Paul can be self-sufficient is because Christ is in him, and greater is the one who is in us than he who is in the world. Recently, we went to a men's retreat, which was over in Kiptapeak, which is on the eastern shore. And in order to get to the eastern shore, you have to take the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, which is... It's a tunnel and it's a series of bridges that's 17 miles long. Now, there's only one way to get from here to there, and that is through this tunnel. 
and through this bridge. The bridge is the means. The bridge is the resource. It's going over that bridge that you can get from one point to the other. It's through that bridge that we find our way to where we are going. See, that's what Paul is saying, and that's what I am saying to you, that it is through Christ. It is traveling along him. It is putting our weight and our confidence on him that we receive strength and courage, patience, and hope. The Christian has all of the power within that he needs to be adequate for the demands of life because Christ is big enough to handle any and every situation and bring contentedness. Notice he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This word strengthens me is what's called a present active participle in the Greek. And uh, the literal translation would be through him who is strengthening me daily. In other words, you have a situation that's coming up and you wonder, I don't have the resources. I don't have the power to deal with that. Well, guess what? Christ does and he will give you enough of what you need for that particular day. It's like manna from heaven, that he is constantly strengthening you. you. You see someone go through a difficult situation and you say, you know what, I don't think I could go through that. I don't think they can handle that. And the answer is you couldn't because you have not received what you've needed because you don't need it yet. Paul's secret of contentment is a continual dependence and reliance on Jesus Christ. He has an inner gaze, not on his circumstances, but on him who has the power to empower him. You know, nature is full of hidden resources. You wonder how that mighty oak tree outside of your house stands hundreds of feet in the air. It's because of the, the massive root system that lies beneath, right? that gives it the strength and the power to stand. Or the rivers and the oceans, how they go ahead and renew themselves on a daily basis. Well, it's the hidden snow caps that lie above that are constantly feeding and nourishing with new water. Or how the sun is so powerful. It's the core of the sun that you cannot see, burning at 15 million degrees Kelvin, giving the power for the sun to emanate its rays. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what is your hidden resource? I can do, do all things through blank who is strengthening me. I can do all things through my sheer will. Is that what you count on? That I'll be able to power through? I used to think that was me, by the way. That somehow I could power through. I could find a way. I was strong enough. But God brought me to my knees in my 30s to teach me that I am not enough. My sheer will is not enough. How about this? I can do all things through my mind who is strengthening me. You have your wits. You have your faculties. Do you trust in them to get you through any situation? At some time, my friends, your, your mind will not be enough. It will not be strong enough. You will not be wise enough. I can do all things through my money, which is strengthening me. I have all the resources I need in the world. They're all in the bank. Whatever situation, I can spend my way through it. 
My friends, you'll never have peace and contentment in that environment, in that situation, because money is finite, and money runs out, and there are things that money cannot fix, no matter how much of it you have. Now, we're called to live an invincible life of peace in the storm. So learn the secret. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How will you know that you have learned this secret? When this is your default. When you're not as easily rattled by situations. When you have a peace and a contentment even in the midst of difficulty. When the world is falling around you and you can lay your head on your pillow at night and have peace. I'm not saying you like the situation, but rather that you have peace in the midst of the situation because you have learned that Christ is with you. And if Christ is with you, everything is going to be okay. Have you come to trust him? You know, we trust those who we can, are convinced are trustworthy. You can go through life not putting any weight on the promises of Jesus Christ and not discovering that there is a rock that lies beneath you, that you can walk on, that you can stand. Jesus wants you to put all of your weight on his promises, on his character, on his person. Do you know his promises? What he will say, what he will do. Paul had to learn the secret of contentment. And we have to learn it myself. Class is in session, my friends. There are no divine accidents. There are only divine appointments. So run to him in your circumstances. Run to your home base. Trust in Jesus Christ. This brings me to my final point, living the indestructible life. That you're going to walk out this door. And you have a series of divine appointments opportunities to trust Jesus Christ with your circumstances. You may be on the top of the mountain right now, or you may be in the bottom of the valley right now. But I guarantee you, sooner or later, you will be down in the bottom of that valley, and you will have to trust in something. We have to learn several truths in living the indestructible life. Number one, you are not a victim of your circumstances. You're not a victim of your temperament. You're not a victim of your past. You're not a victim of your mistakes. We must recategorize them. We must look at them as opportunities to put our weight on Jesus Christ. We must not become stronger, but we must become weaker, weaker in him. So number one, you're not a victim of your circumstance. Number two, Jesus is the vine and you are the branch. Take your challenge to Christ. Christ wants us to bear fruit. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to have victory in our lives. But what does he promise us? He promises us he'll be with us. He'll never forsake us. He'll meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So we must learn to pray. Like the branch stays in the vine, we must learn to pray to God. God, help me. I need you. I'm looking to you in the midst of my difficulty. 
final thing we must do is we must shape our mind to focus on Christ. The book of Philippians is Paul's Christian psychology book. Paul calls us to single-mindedness, right? Single-mindedness, our focus being on Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Put your mind on things above, not on things below. Calls us to a submissive mind, a mind that is easily pliable, that thinks Christ's thoughts after him, a spiritual mind, and a secure mind. Class, my friends, is in session. And God is calling us to live the indestructible life. Because Christ has demonstrated his power over life, he can demonstrate his power over our circumstances. My hope for each one of us is that we would put our trust in Jesus Christ. We would put our confidence in Jesus Christ. We would remember that wherever we go, we carry him with us. And because he is with us, we have everything we need. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the life of the Apostle Paul and how he demonstrates that even in the most difficult of circumstances, we can have peace because you are with us and you say in your word that you will never forsake us. God, you are the indestructible God, the one who conquered death itself. And so we can put our peace, we can put our hope, we can put our trust in you and you will meet our needs. Help us to live that life. Lord, that's the secret contentedness in you. And so, Lord, amidst all of the gifts and the things we have received and the hopes and dreams we have, we hold on to you first and foremost, for you are our God, and in you are all the riches that we could ever ask for. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen.